Hi, welcome to the Happiness Hive podcast. I'm Catherine Bowyer and I am completely fascinated by people and what motivates them. I've spent the past three and a half decades specialising in mindset and human behaviour and I've helped thousands of people to create happy and amazing lives. And now I am super excited to be chatting with women from around the world who I have secret and to be honest, not so secret crushes on. They're women who inspire me. I'm intrigued as to how they do life and what makes them tick. I want to find out their magic formula that makes them who they are. And at the end of the episode, I'd love for you to say, I'd like a little bit of what she's having. The conversations are real and raw. They're full of passion, inspiration and lots of fun. And nothing is off limits. So grab yourself a cuppa or pop on your trackie and go for a walk and join us for today's chat. There may just be that pearl of wisdom you need to hear. So let's shimmy on over and get started. I am looking forward to today's guest, Debbie Payne. This is the first time we've actually connected in virtual, in person. We've connected through social media and we have kind of got to know each other there and we're in very similar spaces and we just kind of had that same vibe about it. And I really wanted to find out about Debbie and how she does life. So welcome very much to the Happiness Hive podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much, Catherine, for having me. It's my pleasure being here with you. Yes. And we've had just a little pre-chat and so much to to unpack. So I'm going to, what I like to do is to start by just finding out from our guests what stage of life they're at, what's kind of going on for them in life at the moment. So maybe just even start, Debbie, where do you live? Where are you living? Okay, so I am in Sarnia, Ontario, which is a small city, uh, population of about 75,000. Uh, we're a border city, so we have the Blue Water Bridge. So from Sarnia, if you take the bridge over, you're in Michigan, Port Huron. Detroit is an hour away from here, just to give you an idea. Yeah, so you're in Canada, in and Canada, you're just that's on the correct. border. We're just right. Yeah, we're just on the so we're border town. And in years gone by, it used to be a great opportunity to go shopping and all that. But uh, our dollar is taking a big hit right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we were just talking about Aussies and Canadians. Like we're really good buddies. But our dollars, yeah, not. Oh, that. like well, I'm going to Vegas this uh leaving this weekend mm. for you know five days with some you know friends and that. Yes, it's a it's a girl getaway. Oh my gosh, and, I've been to Vegas. I love. Oh, no, I can't wait. I've 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 only been once. I was there 20 years ago, so yeah. it's going to be. I'm going to see a lot of changes there for sure. Yes. But yeah. I'm excited to go. Yeah. Uh but back to the question. Yes, yeah. I think that. Yeah, see, this is what happens when you get older, too, is that you're talking and then you completely forget what we... What, what <laughs> no, is, I was what, just making that up. Uh, so, so just asking uh, you what I, stage of life you're at. I was there, and then I just at. went right out. So yeah. sorry. What stage of life you're at? I uh, asked you where you so, live. Yeah, yeah, so I'm I, right now, I, born and raised from Sarnia, uh, moved away when my parents split up briefly uh, for, uh, well, I say briefly, probably for uh, 10 to 12 years, came back to Sarnia at 30, yeah. And bought my first house and, uh, yeah, I, you know, got into my real estate business prior to that in Hamilton, Ontario, which is closer to Toronto. And the stage of life that I'm at right now, well, I would say, uh, honestly, Catherine, at 61, I feel that I'm really coming into a, a whole different 
era journey discovery period so to speak and 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 i'm really excited about it and nervous and scared at the same time but it really makes me appreciate and realize that you know it doesn't matter how old we are as far as you know looking for that what next chapter in our life uh discovering what talents gifts that we possess because as a mother you know for years you're busy raising children or a child and and you're working or building a career and let's face it most women while they're doing all that don't have a lot of free time to really tap into you know some of their own gifts because you know you really are you're 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 being on more uh, especially when your children are younger etc so I don't know. I just feel like I'm footloose and fancy free and looking to dive in all or nothing. I'm an all or nothing kind of girl. Oh, Divi, I love that. And I got goosebumps when you said that you're coming into this new phase of life. And it doesn't matter what age you're at. It's not necessarily an age thing. You're, you're coming into a newness. There's some new beginnings and that can happen in your twenties, can happen in your teens. It can happen in sure. your thirties and forties, but it sounds exciting. It sounds, I, I want to dip into what that is kind of looking like for you, but it's kind of come about from not necessarily like you've had some adversity as well, haven't you? You've had some challenges. But before we get into that as well, what was it like growing up for you? You said your parents were separated. What was growing up like? Was What was home like? To be honest with you, uh, and we'll talk about the book yeah. a little bit later, but I, me and my siblings, there was four of us. Yeah. And, you know, our parents, as you know, uh, were from a whole different generation, yeah. a whole different way of thinking, a whole different way of raising children, et cetera. And unfortunately, for both of my parents in different ways, they had passed down generational, you know, trauma. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, that really did trickle. It can't help but affect your yeah. children. My mother, unfortunately, you know, was diagnosed with severe depression. And back in those days, they didn't really have a lot of understanding. No. And I remember my mother having to go to the hospital for days to get shock treatment. And I remember her coming back home and just not being there for a few days. Like just being totally removed, almost numb, maybe if if that's. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yes, I could. Yeah. And my father was a, was, uh, you know, it wasn't as severe. He wasn't, I don't, he didn't have depression. He was a workaholic. And he had, you know, dysfunctions that were passed down, especially being a man, uh, that he was not really emotionally available, mm. you, you know, because men mm. back then especially yeah. were not emotionally yeah. available, not to, especially women, I think. Women were, you know, women were thought of a lot differently as well in the past generation. And that really played into my parents' conflict as well, because my mother as much as she had her own, you know, struggles with her depression and, and, and they really didn't know how to treat it properly yeah, back then. No, they, no. they don't God, imagine that like far out. That's, Oh, she slept, but like, she, I just remember she was in the bedroom a lot of the time because they, they just heavily medicated you, right? Yeah, You're just checking yeah, it out. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so yes, my parents split up. We were, I was young. I was nine. My sister, younger sister was uh, seven 
And my brother was 13 at the time, and my older sister stayed in Sarnia. Luckily, she had friends that took her in. The father took Gail in. Yeah. Uh, and she was only 15. Wow. So my mother uh, took the three of us to Chatham, Ontario, which is another even smaller uh, city than Sarnia. And things, yeah, unfortunately, things got progressively worse because as a child, you're not, you know, I didn't recognize we were on welfare. I, I knew we didn't have a lot. I knew we didn't have a lot of money, but I didn't know how bad it was, uh, obviously, until now, you know, as a full grown woman looking back. But, you know, there was it wasn't all bad. I mean, I remember, you know, going out and playing, you know, the days where you're, you know, see it come in when it's dark, you know, when you felt safer. At parents' yes, a very different time, isn't it? I remember. Totally yeah. different time, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't all bad by any means. It it just it taught me at a very very young age, Catherine. I think really, uh, I I think I started developing emotional yeah. my EQ skills, yeah, your emotional <laughs> intelligence. intelligence. We'll talk about that, but I yeah, could really navigate like as a child. When you're, when you're in that situation where both parents on different mm-hmm. degrees, you really have to learn quickly, uh, facial expressions and, you know, just how to stay in the neutral zone. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was a middle child, uh, yeah. so right in the middle, my yeah. older sister, older brother, and then there was me and my younger sister. So interesting childhood for sure. Interesting life for sure. But, uh, I think it all makes us who we are. I think no matter what we go through, good, bad, and, 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 and anything else that comes in between. Uh, just, you know, if we can look at it as a learning experience and grow from it, I think that's really what helps us become better human beings and embrace life on a different level. So, yeah, I probably and I think that's little- where, and I think that's where you and I connected as well, because we do do similar sort of kind of stuff in our business, but we've got that same outlook of life about, you know, we're not saying things, you know, tough things don't happen, but it's about how do we view those and how can we move forward from them? And what a big thing for me is about what can I learn? What is this situation trying to teach me? And when I'm repeating the same things, it's like, oh, my God, Catherine, just get the lesson and move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're right. Life will keep Throwing it, it at you, stuff. Yeah. okay, until you learn it. Yeah. And and let's be honest, I'm sure you can agree with this. There are times that lessons need to be learned, but we're not ready to learn them yet. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Let's be honest. Oh, yes. And I've been yeah. there several times. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I can honestly tell you that. You know, I, and I think what happens when we go through that, Catherine, is it teaches us a lot about having more empathy yeah. for, for people. Yeah. You know, we're all so different, uh, and yet we're also connected. You know, we're all so different in so many ways, but yet we're so similar in, in ways that matter. Yeah. In my opinion, you yeah. know, yeah. as far as, you know, we all, we all crave love. We all want connection. You know, we all want to be happy. We want a joyful life. We want to be loved. Like, you know, and I think before I go on too much about it all, I'm really feeling it. And I'm sure you are and and most of us are that we are in a very different world right now. Oh, for sure. And, you know, uh, for me, uh, I guess I'm just trying to, you know, instead of panicking about it all or, or running for the hills, so to speak. 
I think as an individual, we, we all have that responsibility of, okay, so what can I do to make a difference? Right. Yeah. What, what, you know what I mean? Cause I believe we all can make a difference in our own way. I do not. I, I am very much about that as well. And sort of part of my mission is to help make the world a better place. Yeah, but absolutely. to do that one, to do that through helping individuals to be better within themselves. Debbie, before we jump forward a little bit, I did want to just flag the concept that you mentioned about your parents both had some intergenerational trauma. And that's a thing. Like some of our listeners will be very familiar with that, that sometimes we feel stuff and we experience stuff that isn't necessarily a response to our here and now that we actually take on you know stuff from our lineage as well and sometimes it can go back many many lineages and this isn't even just you know past life stuff this is about our lineage can our our parents and their parents it can be passed down and it's no blame or anything but sometimes it just can help to understand some of those things that we can't understand if that yeah I just wanted to flag that because I'm sure some of the listeners will be going oh what is that what is that? And, and I think most of us, if, if we were all honest, yeah. you know, and I'm not suggesting that, you know, some of us were fortunate, maybe, you know, to have parents that were both healthy, uh, yeah. emotionally, yeah. which is, is a gift yeah. for sure. But yeah. I think generally speaking, and I may be off, but I don't think I am. I think most of us have experienced whether it started through, uh, our childhood yeah. being born into you know, passed down generational, yeah. you know, trauma. And it's funny, you know, that really made me understand more as I got older, yes. just exactly why it happens. Like mm-hmm. why was, you know, when I started, when I became an adult and, 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 you know, I, I guess really, especially this last, you know, 10 years of my life, mm-hmm. right. I'm 61 now, but at 50 is a really pivotal moment for all of us, I think. At 50 for me, I think, you know, some things had happened. I lost uh, two people I loved. And it really made me aware of, okay, so you know what? How about let's sit down and really look at where I came from? How was I feeling about it? Had I dealt with all that yeah. came with it? And although I did break the cycle with my son, I have a son that's 26 now, and I became a single mother at age 37. Yeah, and he was only two. So, and the reason why I became a single mother was because I was determined to give my son the life that I unfortunately didn't have the opportunity to have at least one parent that was there as a steady, grounded force of love and and support yeah you know and and staying in the marriage or it wasn't married but we were would, whatever staying in the relationship with his father would not have allowed him to become the man that he is today you know wow. um so for that i i must tell you no matter what happens what i accomplish or don't accomplish in life having raising my son has been the biggest accomplishment i've ever done and it's interesting, isn't it? When, as you say that, I reflect on my life and many of the listeners will, will know my mum passed away the day before my 12th birthday. And oh, that geez. put me into, that was trauma in my life and the trajectory of my life from that. And we didn't talk about it. So mum, mum was 36 when she passed away. 
and we had no counselling. So this was in the 70s. We had no counselling. I had two older brothers. We just got on with life. So I became this really capable, strong woman on the external, but on the internal, it was just like, holy shit, like I don't even know how to do life, but I was doing life. So there was this kind of duality of strength, but I feel like my life's about to crumble. So it took me probably, you know, 10 years in that state before I went, you know what, this is not how I want to live. And I made some very significant changes in life. And when I had my kids, I was very, very intentional about how to raise the kids, even though there was days that I just thought, oh, I've got no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I've got no idea. And I do all the... How great a mom we are. We all have those days. Yes. And it's yes. just like, oh, God, have I done that bloody dumbass thing again? But I was very intentional yes. that we would talk about things. We would, yes. um, because the stuff that was lacking for me, I was kind of like, well, I don't want that for lacking for it, my kids. And there'll be stuff that I've done that they'll go, oh, Jesus, we're not going to do that with our kids because you know, it's an evolution. It's an evolution. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but, you know, you bring up a, a, a really, uh, a very good, interesting, uh, valuable point here yeah. about it's not about making a wrong or right. It's no. about choosing, like you just said, choosing to raise our children in a, in a more productive, uh, secure, stable way that that they're able to talk to us about anything, that they're yes. able to come yes. to us, okay? Because back again, we were yeah, around the same time, age. Isn't it? We we times. were I we sex was not I didn't even know what a menstrual cycle was mm. until I got it. Oh yes, I was no, you, you know, and and it scared. Yeah. I was I thought, yeah, oh my god, I'm bleeding to death. Like that's how far gone. Like like thank God for some of the changes that have occurred. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, with education and, yeah. and, and understanding, uh, yeah. letting, letting children know what's going to happen with their bodies. At yeah, a certain yeah. age. Even back in school, even back in public school, I don't know if you remember, but well, in, the, in Canada here anyways, we never, they never talked about any of it. They, they started never- to, they started to, and it was like scary. It wasn't kind of like, this is yeah. natural and stuff. It was just like, Oh, that's, that's scary. Yeah. And again, it was because of the way it was explained. Like yeah. everything was so and this and this and structured and non yeah. non emotional. Yes. And they right. Let's be honest. Like yeah. Back then, yeah. I mean, health education. I mean, they went to places <laughs> yeah. now that you know we would like we'd be laughing about yeah. it. But back then, it was just this is taboo and that is taboo yeah. and that. So we were very ignorant, uh, yeah. so to speak, in 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 so many ways, which caused you know, a, a, a double-edged sword there because yeah. some of it for me personally was the naivety of it all, yeah. which I think helped me in some ways, you yeah. know, yeah. and then on the opposite way, could it have helped us to be a little more prepared uh, for sure? Yeah. So it, it's, you know, I think each generation brings with it different uh, struggles and, and, and also different insights on, yeah. on, you know, how can we, how can we do better? How you know, not not do better. I think that's the wrong word. How can we help our children yeah. grow and learn 
in a different environment, perhaps, than what we learned in. And not to say that it was all bad by any means, but I think we've gone from one extreme, though, I think, to another. Yes, it's very different. But do you know what I love what you were saying there? And this is something I'm very conscious about, too, is it's not about doing things better or not always about doing things better. But when I'm reflecting on my life and when I'm working with my clients and coaching, I always look at get them to say, what is it that's working well? What are the yes. things that are working well, that the, the the positives, the bits that I can celebrate, what's not working as well as I would like? And is there anything that I need to change? So it's not about just change for the ch- sake of change. I'm all about transformation. I'm absolutely about transformation. But I'm not about transformation just for the sake of it. You right. know, things are working. It's got to make sense. It's got to yeah. be because everybody's different what what works for one isn't going to work for another right exactly right and and like you just said you know okay where it's good that you do that because i think it helps focus on the positives yeah yeah first before you know what i mean like like we all have areas you know let's be honest none of us are perfect and there's (laughs) you know as much as some days we like to think we are um (laughs) oh no really but you know what I mean? And having a sense of humor, again, like that's what I love about you as well. I mean, there are reasons why we've connected, yes, right? Yes, yes. You've got to be able to laugh at yourself. You've got to be able to take the good and the bad with grain of salt and not take life too seriously. No, I know. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what? I'm generally pretty lighthearted, but there are times when I do get very serious and a bit too <laughs> over-responsible for stuff, and I have to have a bit of a pet talk with myself to just chill out like just chill out <laughs> yes but it's all about balance it it's balance. I, once yes. again you just see what you just shared with me yes. i'm the total opposite hey gorgeous happiness hype listeners just a quick little interruption to this awesome podcast do you want more from life are you looking for inspiration and motivation to take yourself and your life to the next level do you want to shift your current energy and attitude towards life and create a positive mindset that is aligned with building and living the life of your dreams? Come and join us in the Happiness Lounge. This is my premier membership club and it's your one-stop shop and central hub for everything you'll need to catapult you into a life beyond your wildest dreams. It's a unique and powerful platform where you not only get to focus on your own personal growth and transformation, but you also get to be part of a community of high vibe and inspirational women from all around the world who are working towards the same goal of creating a life filled with joy, success and unlimited abundance. I've personally created a whole range of resources to fast track your results to becoming fabulous in everything you do. If this sounds like something that you want to be part of, come and join us in the Happiness Lounge. Hit the link in the show notes and let the fun begin. Okay, now back to the podcast. I'm the type that I jump in without doing some, you know, research that I should be doing. I'm an all or nothing. And, and and I think what happens for me, it works only because it's part of who I am. Yeah. It's yeah. part like I, like I, I don't I'm not analytical. I'm not very techie. <laughs> so, you know, we I, I think, too, we learn in life to embrace uh, what we all should. Anyways, that's what I'm learning more and more as we get older is to embrace your strengths and the, and what really fuels your soul and and the stuff that you don't like doing right the stuff that you don't like doing or that you know there's push and pull there instead of trying to make yourself like it or learn it 
I've learned as I've gotten older, you know what? It's okay. Focus on what you want to do, like what you, what you, what, what brings you happiness and fuels your soul and lights you up and hire out someone part time to do the techie stuff. And that like for me, anyways, that like I think, and it's almost like a light bulb just goes off one day for like it did for me that why am I being so hard on myself? Because I feel that I should be good at all that yeah. I want. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. It's so, yeah. so true. And I don't know if part of that is being a woman. I don't know if part of that perhaps is, mm. it, 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 it is socially inbreded in mm. us from a young age, uh, especially in our generation where, you know, we weren't taught to want more. Yeah. We weren't taught that we could do anything. You know what I mean? Like I remember in high school, uh, you know, I took woodworking. I was such a rebel even back then mm. in grade nine. I took woodworking because I didn't want to be a dressmaker. I didn't want to do home economics. I took typing. I think I was the only person in the a woman in the class that failed typing class. Like <laughs> I didn't want to be a secretary. Like you know, so I'm. You know, we could go on and on and talk about you know so many positive changes yeah. that have happened for women, which I'm grateful and I'm yes. sure you are too. Yes. But um, yes. you know, getting back to to life and living, like you said. I think all of us are entitled, and I say that with, with warmth and sincerity, we're all entitled to be living our best life. Yeah. And you know, and it, you know, and, and I think that it's again getting rid of that back voice in your head or, or society saying that, no, no, this is, this is where you, you should be fitting in, or this is where you, you should be feeling something. And I'm learning as I'm getting older, and that's why I'm thinking, well, I better get her done before, you know, life is short, right? You know, you get to the point in life where you realize that, you know, I've lived two thirds of my life so far, probably, you know, yeah. and what else more do I want to do? And I think for your listeners that are listening, I say this, that don't have regrets. We're oh, going to make love mistakes. It. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't have regrets. Yeah. I've made my chair of the states. And when you read my book, my friend, you will find yeah. out. But I have no regrets. None. Yeah, because it. everything that I have gone through, every decision that I've made, right, wrong, or indifferent, has led me to who I am today. Yeah. And that's what I think, right? We all, yeah. I want that for everyone. I want yeah. everyone to feel that they are worthy and that they can live. Uh, uh, you know, their best line. And yeah, that's where I, we're so, we're so connected uh, on what we both do in that manner. Oh, absolutely. And that comes for me too. Living our best life doesn't mean that everything is perfect and rosy and glitters and sparkles all the time. No. But it's about what I have experienced is when I really know myself and what is it that I am good at. What is it that I value? What do I want in life? Then, and what brings me joy and fulfillment? Really, the, the, my blueprint is knowing what I want, knowing who I am, and then being able to do more of those things that bring me fulfillment. Absolutely. Over, sorry, I'm giving away, you know, coaching clients, but it's kind of like, <laughs> No, it's not. No, but it's always good to share. You know what? And and, and also, and you, I'm sure you're you're in agreement. 
I think we're all at a point too. And what we're both doing yeah, yeah. is, well, for me, it's, it's women only. Um, yeah. my podcast that, you yeah. know, that yeah. I'm starting soon is women from all different backgrounds, yeah. all different ages, yeah. all from all over the world sharing what they've learned, not just in business as a, no. as an entrepreneur or, uh, whatever career or, or work field they may be in, but also personal lessons learned. Like I'm not suggesting that, you know, we all share and there's a kumbaya and we all get it right away and we all know that, yeah, that'll work for me too. But what I can say is this, I wish that when I was a younger woman, you know, as you know, we were in the same age group. There was none of this accessibility that there is now uh, on social media platforms. Now I will admit, I think there's been a bad in social media. I see the good in it and we, we focus on the good on it, but I, I certainly don't go down that rabbit hole where any negativity uh, pops its ugly head up or any controversial, like, you know, it, it's a safe space, but it's also a, a predatorial space for uh, some people that can get very, very nasty. Me and, and, and those, I, I just totally deflect and yeah, because we got enough. Do you know what I noticed? Yeah. I in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you know what I noticed with social media as well? It is great. I mean, we, we connected. It's beautiful. Yes. Like there's an, yes. there's a yes. platform, but I think it also brings in a lot of Comparisonitis, self doubt, yes. um, yes. you know, seeing somebody doing something and then going, and I've fallen into this as well, going, Oh my God, oh. like, you know, they've got X, Y, and Z and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do that. What's taking like, me so long? What's yeah. taking what's yeah. wrong with me? What's, what's it? And again, you're right. We all do it. It's yeah, human yeah. nature to compare. Yeah, yeah. I stay in my lane. I kind of yeah. go, Yep, I'm recognizing that, but that's part of the self awareness. Yes. Yeah, I know absolutely. my patterns. I know my yes. patterns. And I choose, again, it's a very conscious decision, what I choose to listen to, to watch, to connect with. I'm very, very discerning, Debbie, that I probably wasn't as much in younger year, younger ages. But now I choose the people in my life because I want to hang out with them. My podcast yeah. is about women who inspire me, about just how they do life. So same as you, there will be pearls of wisdom that will drop. I know there are pearls of wisdom that will drop, but it's not here about telling people you should do it, what Debbie and I are saying. No, you should do this to share our exactly. experiences. And I wish, I just wish that I had had something as well, that I could exactly. have seen somebody that was navigating not even exactly what I was doing, but what are some strategies? It wasn't until I was exposed to, you know, some of my studies through psychology and I'm starting to learn to do coaching. I was just like, oh, my God, there are some resources here that are really, really helpful. Why the fuck didn't anybody tell me that when I was <laughs> you know, But I wasn't exactly. ready. I, I wasn't ready. That that was part of my life journey. I accept that. And one of the things I do, Debbie, is I honour my past. And I never used to. I always used to say, oh, that shit that happened in the past. Right. It's not yeah. shit. It is, it, no. It's my life it's experience. Yes. And, and I it helps develop who you are, yes. good, bad, or indifferent. Exactly. Like I was, I'll be honest with you, I, I was ashamed of my childhood, yeah. and even my closest friends, I, I, ne- I, I never talked yeah. about my childhood. They did, yeah. they knew very they little about. Know, no. yeah. 
you know, and then because I was such, I was ashamed that I, I came from such dysfunction and there was, you know, abuse and, and, uh, you know, it, it, it I really had to be, and that's how the book, we might as well roll into the book. That's how the book came about was finally at the age of 50. I had dealt with a lot of things already from my past. I had bro- broken the cycle for my son of, you know, passing down generational trauma, so yeah. to speak. And, I, and I'm not suggesting, I agree with you that I think that it's in your, it's in your genes. It is passed down, some not bit, just yeah. from what yeah, you hear. Bit, yeah. Absolutely it is. Yeah. It, it is. So that's, yeah, I think that's where it really, my life as far as grasping and accepting and, and letting go of that shame and embracing and not being, you know, ashamed of where I came from. Because I realized that, that, you know, you know, no matter what we do, no matter what mistakes we make, no matter what we're born into, that doesn't define you. That does not dictate or should not dictate who you become. And that really was the inspiration and my, my, the, the, because believe me, I never wanted to be a writer. You know, I didn't. I started journaling at 50. Yeah. And then off and on over 10 years, because life happens <laughs> when you read the book, you're here. Yeah, we had a we had a house fire. Well, I guess it's been about 11 years ago and we lost just about everything. Oh, and no, no. But you know what? Yeah. Here's the deal. A silver lining came out of this because had Austin, my son, he was alone in the house and me and my husband were out on a date. Yeah. And he was only 15 at the time. We just left. We'd only been gone like a half an hour, 45 minutes. And I got the call from my son and he was upset. I could hear fire engines in the background. And I said, he said, mom, the house is on fire. <laughs> I mean, you, you think you're, you know, you just kind of think, oh, I'm not hearing this right. Yeah. And I said, pardon. So bottom line is this, through it all, and believe me, we're born with nothing and we leave with nothing. And as much as I lost some material things that meant something to me because they were left, my sister had given me some things yeah. before she passed. That was hard. Uh, and it wasn't, it had nothing to do with the material things themselves, but what they meant to me, right? But anyways, losing everything other than my Christmas decorations, which I was so, I was just so over the moon about that, taught me that after three days after they had done, like they had the fire chief here and they didn't, you know, they, they found the cause it was electrical and they attached garage. He told me, the fire chief said, I'm not sure if you, you're aware but had your son not come upstairs because we're, we're in a raised ranch and gotten was hungry for a bite to eat and did not hear sizzling through the through the wall like there's a, yeah. a like a wall in the garage door from the garage and entrance into the house the house my car was parked in the garage and five minutes later the house would have blew up with him in it Gosh. so lesson there as difficult and stressful and displaced we were and all we had were the clothes on our backs and because you know the smoke damage uh toxic toxic like mm. it, it yeah anyways you'll read about it in the in the book but that was a very valuable lesson for me because i understood very clearly as much as you know we all go through life and say, ah, oh, you know, I'm not a material, you know, I'm not materialistic. I'm going to be honest. 
I like nice things. Yeah. I mean, I've worked hard all my life. Um, I like driving nice vehicles. I like having a nice home. I like, you know, I'm not ashamed of that. However, it was a very humbling moment for me to understand that at the end of the day, how close I was to losing my one and only child and that everything else really didn't matter. We were out of our house for six months. They had to, they had, they tore my, our house down to a shell that down to the studs, they had to rip out the walls, the floor. I mean, everything. And as again, as, I look, I mean, you, you could tell, I can, I can hear it in my voice, yeah, I can the, hear it um, too. just I can the hear stress it. of it all, but gratitude that I didn't lose my one and my one only mm-hmm. child, you know, mm-hmm. really that this all stuff, the stuff that our material stuff means nothing to us. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. It's our relationships with the people that we love. And that was a really pivotal moment. I think every, anything that we go through, but especially when we go through something like that, like something that's very uh, traumatizing, it's our choice what, how we look at it. You can, you can either look at it as, oh my God, poor me. And oh, look what we had to go through. And I lost all this. And I lost my favorite coat and a lot. Like, you know what? At the end of the day, we're all born with nothing and you leave with nothing. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. better make sure in between that you love the people, like you said, that you love. Yeah. You tell them yeah. you love them. You show them you love them because that's what living is all about is our relationships, right? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And we went through a, not a, not a loss like that, but a very, a financial loss. And there, there was a, a number of years where it was very, very stressful. And I'd always said my family is the most important thing. But when we were faced with losing, you know, likely to lose things, it was just like, actually, my family really is the, the most important thing. And it's, yeah, sometimes we need that little bit of a, Shake up. Well, it just, it's a, you know, I'm not suggesting or, 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 or I think that everybody should go through. No, um, no, same. I'm saying. No, but no, by any means. But, but what you just said is very true though, is that in whatever relation that, that we, we go through that sense of, uh, whether it's financial loss, uh, material loss, uh, loss of control, which I really had to learn the last five years. (laughs) It's again, it's just grasping, you know, not, what it's taken, but yeah. what has it given? Yeah, yeah. I love right? that. And it's also a process, isn't it? This, this isn't just like, oh, no, burnt down, I'm fine. No. There would have been yeah, it, no, absolutely no. a process. This is now, I, love I can that. talk about, yes, yeah. yeah. I can what, talk about this now, 11 yes. years, you know, it's been yes. 11 years. Yeah. But what is it given? I think that's what is the silver lining. I'm going to fast forward and change track a little bit. You mentioned at the beginning of our chat that you're really excited about your next phase of life. What's exciting you? What's that about? What's the excitement? Well, I think, you know, I like challenges and (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I definitely um, am not one to shy away from a challenge. And I think I'm learning that about myself that it's not so much the challenge. I think it's the fact that I, I, I like to push myself out of my comfort zone. I, I, because, you know, that's how I've grown and that's mm. how I've been able to accomplish some of the things that I have mm. in my life already is to let go of that fear of, well, what if I fail? What if nobody yeah. likes me? What about, you know, this or that mm. or whatever? You could talk yourself out of doing just about anything in life, okay? 
But my attitude is as long as I'm breathing, as long as I can physically and mentally live my life, I'm going to do it with everything I got. And I'm at a phase now where I feel that I'm ready to teach others things that I wish, you know, I had some insight myself when I was a younger woman growing up, you know. And again, I certainly don't pretend to know everything because I God, I don't. And I, there's still so much more to learn. But, you know, I think it's, it, you know, I, I really find it interesting. The concept for me now is, to, you know, I've done, I've had this successful 30 plus year as a Remax agent. Uh, I, you know, it, it really doesn't matter, but you know, I, 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 I won awards and, and, and mm-hmm. Hall of Famer and all that. And, and I'm very proud of myself that I accomplished that. But where it all that has led me, I believe is to a point now in my life where I'm more confident and I have no fear of now putting it out there authentically. Yeah. Uh, it, because I think in our world right now, we are lacking, we, we are craving authenticity. Yes. And what you see is what you get with me. Yeah. And I've always yeah. been this way. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, I, I just feel that there's more for, of me to give now in, in different ways. You know, and it's funny that now I become, we become the teachers, right? As we get older. Yeah, it's and, 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 and I can't wait for the interesting more conversations that I'm going to have with women. I can't wait to learn more myself mm. along the journey. I can't wait to laugh more, to feel more, to, to make, you know, to have tears shed happy and sad. Like, I, like to me, living life is just living it all, but doing it together and just embracing whatever comes our way and looking at it as Okay. Okay. So maybe this didn't go quite the way I thought it would, but what, what, what has it, what has it now inspired me to do? Like, I I really think that life takes you on different curves and different, you know, oopsie doopsies, you know, you didn't, you didn't see that one coming, did you? It it, it does. And there, there are reasons for it. And I think that reason it is our responsibility to listen to our inner self to acknowledge what's happening and the changes that are occurring within ourselves and to have the courage to go forward and say, okay, I'm now ready. Let's do it. Oh, I, I hear a real freedom when you're sharing that. And I was going to say my wish for other people listening, women listening is that they also feel that sense of freedom in their own lives, wherever they're at. And I was about to say, you know, if we can help fast track, but I don't think it is about helping people fast track because they have their own lessons, they have their own life, they have their own curriculum. It might just be my guess in in doing what I do, and especially with the podcast, is just hearing Mm -hmm. just, different women about how they do life and there might be some just little pearls that will drop out of that that might help individuals where they're at in their life it's not about saying here do it our way like I really am very I get I kind of I don't get angry with a lot of things but I do get very frustrated Mm -hmm. when people say do this do that there's a template there's a fucking 
you know, a formula yeah. that you've got yeah. to follow yeah. and blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like the formula is your formula. That's correct. That's the it's, only but, formula. That's right. It, it, and all we do, sharing these authentic, having these authentic yeah. conversations with one another, okay, is really a gift. Yes. You know, to ourselves and to one another. Yeah. Right. I mean, and you're right. Not, not, not what works for you works for me. What, what, but it's kind of like sharing. Oh, I didn't look at it. I never thought about it that yeah, exactly. way. Oh, that's an yeah. interesting person. That's an interesting yeah. way to look at it. Like I think it's having the ability yeah. and bringing women together and empowering them to understand and, and recognize that we are capable, more than capable yes. yeah, yeah. of, of living our true life yeah. with yeah. All that we have, all that we yeah. are, and all that we will become. Because I think that we are constantly in transition. I yes. think that we are constantly as human beings in that change of, you know, nothing ever stays the same. Your relationships don't stay the same. You're, you, you don't stay the same. You know, you, 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 as the more experiences and more things that you go through in life, that it's going to change it. And how it changes you is really up to us. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. We were just just coming to the close of the podcast and technical difficulties. There was a bit of a gremlins in the system. So anyway, Debbie, tell me, tell me about your book. You're mentioning your book. What's your book called? Uh, my book's called No Thanks, I'm Full. <laughs> and I <laughs> know. Yeah. Well, you know, I I. I just thought that, yeah, you, sometimes in life you get to a point and you say, no, thanks, I'm full. Yes, you get, and again, it's my memoir. It's, a, it's a, I'm a woman that gets to the point pretty quickly. I've had people read the book and they, they thoroughly enjoyed it, but they said, Debbie, I wish I had it gone into a little bit more detail, but I'm the, I also believe that, you, you know, sometimes there's things that you need to leave to people. Yeah, that's right. You get, okay, get to the point. Know. Yeah. Love exactly. It. So, uh, yeah, no thanks on full, a memoir. It's just really about having, you know, learning how to overcome adversities, how it, it can give you, it, it can give you strength you never knew you had. Yeah. Um, also finding unconditional love in many different ways. I write a chapter about my dog, how special and how much love she gave yeah. us. She passed away a year ago and I'm so glad I wrote the chapter before she passed. So I think, yeah, so that, yeah, it's on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, you know, pretty much. And we'll have so. all the details in the show notes. Yeah, show. yeah, it's all um, good. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And Debbie. now, yeah, so that, then the podcast, The Real Deal Depth, is yeah. going to be starting at the end of March, and it'll be on the different platforms as well. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to have you on as a guest, my friend. And all I can say is, I know you're going to wrap things up here. This has been a real pleasure. I feel that we could just talk on and on and on for sure. And you know, it, but you know, that, that it, that's, it, that's a good thing. You know, when you can have conversations with people and just soak it all up and share and laugh, that's what it's about. That's what living's all about. So thank you again for having me on. It's been my pleasure to be here and I look forward to interviewing you on my podcast i'll be in the flip seat yeah and i'm so grateful deb this was just a beautiful and i knew it would be i knew just from having connected with you on socials and then getting to know you now there is so much more that we didn't talk about 
but people can read the book and I'm sure when they start following you, they'll start to, um, you know, learn more about your journey. So hugs and big happiness to you and thank you very much for your time. Thank you again, Catherine. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today. And don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.